Welcome to the Yogi MD podcast. It's Nadine, yoga teacher, health coach, and retired doctor, here to bring you and your body together, not in sickness, but in health. Thanks for taking this time for yourself. Hello, everyone. Today, my guest is Irma Vela. She has graciously accepted my invitation to tell us about her experience with chair yoga, both in person and virtually on Zoom. And so I am going to turn over the microphone to Irma. Can you please tell us about you? Sure. My name is Irma, and I am a member of Nadine's uh, yoga class at Bloom Township. I am recently, well, retired a year ago after working since I was 16 years old. And so this has, that in itself has been a new experience for me. I'm used to being busy. I had a a very high pressure job. I was a hairdresser prior to being an office manager, prior to furthering my education and taking care of my children. And so it was always uh, about doing what needed to be done and not really about focusing on my own needs and myself. You know, I had so many other things for so many years that I've put before me. All I had to do was use, um, you know, use my brain. It's really basically, uh, it was about taking care of others, my husband, my children, my employees, uh, my clients. It was always about Uh, making them feel good and getting them through whatever crisis. When I walked in the door of my office, I would say, when I walk through these doors, as soon as that door clicks, I feel important. I feel empowered. I feel needed. I feel, you know, strong. I feel intelligent. Well, I walked out of that door. And now what? I don't have that anymore. But guess what? I am. I'm still strong. I'm still important. I'm still needed. I'm still functional. I'm still that person. And I think it's taken me this whole year to come to terms with that, even though I was definitely ready to retire. And I felt like, okay, that chapter's over and now I can relax and and it, the first few months were wonderful. I felt this huge pressure lifted off my shoulders. But then I was like, wait a minute. Now my priority is me. Continuing to be as functional and healthy mentally, spiritually, physically as possible. I'm getting used to that. So because I've been focused on other things, I really have not paid much attention to my health. And my my personal um, activities, I just did what needed to be done. I've tried, you know, bits and pieces over the years of um, a little exercise class here or, you know, some small activity there, but non-physical. All my life, non-physical. So um, here I am, retired now. And my body, of course, is now going, okay, what about me? 
<laughs> and here I am. So um, <clears throat> having explored a little bit about yoga, because my son is a, uh, he definitely practices yoga every day for many years and has constantly said to me, mom, you at least need to do this little bit of stretching. You know, he's tried to teach me some things. And I've, of course, you know, kind of poo-pooed the idea and thought, no, that's, that's not for me. What was your hesitation? Well, I think I thought it was, I, when I thought of yoga, I thought of it on a spiritual level. And so there was a little bit of me that was afraid of that. I'm a Christian. This is yoga. It could be a little religious. It could be a little strange, not knowing really much about it. So um, I had looked into chair yoga. And coincidentally, it was the only chair yoga that I found over the years was a class that you were teaching in Homewood. And, uh, but it was taught in the morning and I was working. So I ruled that out. So when I saw that in the, um, as I was looking through the, the park district stuff and what was available for seniors, I thought, okay, this was meant to be that I am in Nadine Kelly's class. So I thought I would try it and, you know, see how it would work for me. So what made you take the leap from being a little bit leery of the spiritual aspect of yoga to deciding to do the work to find out what chair yoga could be about for you? It felt safe for it to be offered in um, a non-religious setting. The fact that it was being offered as a senior activity, I thought, okay, so if it's um you know in a community setting it's bound to have some religious restrictions because i know that usually you know community things are not um anything related to something offered through the community government is not going to be religious so i felt i could dismiss that that fear and so what was your reaction when you stepped into chair yoga for the first time in August of 2019? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I felt invigorated from the first day. First of all, it was something that I could do. So I felt very capable. So the fear of not just experiencing it, but uh, looking foolish or inept you know, that disappeared. So the ego went out the door and it felt very comfortable. It's a very comfortable setting and uh, doable. What was it like embracing an active lifestyle after a lifetime of avoiding it? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've gotten there quite yet, but um, I think paying, you know, becoming aware of um, of my limitations and my need. Now I have a definite need. Now it's not exercising to lose weight or to look a certain way. It isn't about appearance anymore. It's necessity. I need to be able to move. I need to be able to 
function within the limitations of of my age. Uh, I've never been an active person, a physically active person. It's now become very important because because I'm 72 and because my body is starting to react to the years of abuse and inactivity in you know not physical activity so learning strengthening and stretching and uh mobility uh has now become a necessity it's not you know it's not just gee i'm going to the gym on friday you know this is an entrance into that i think so what i'm hearing you say is that this is a lifestyle Can you provide some examples of ways that you've seen small transformations in your everyday life? What are some practical ways yoga helps you every day? Okay, I think um, it's a tool. It's become a tool, you know, uh, for my daily functions. When I'm, for example, yesterday, I was folding laundry and Suddenly, my back is feeling stiff. My legs are feeling kind of weak. Well, I could stop what I was doing. I could take a few breaths. I could do a couple of little, you know, hold on to the chair, do a couple of squats to get the blood circulating, stretch from side, do my side stretches, you know, and then that got me going again. And it helped me get through that task. And I find that even when I get up in the morning and I take my shower, that I can do a couple of some lunges, I do my shoulder shrugs, I move my head around, all of that, you know, all of those things that are now becoming a part of my daily routine. I don't have to have an hour long yoga session. I can use all those tools throughout the day. And they're becoming a part of my everyday uh, functioning, functioning, because that's really what yoga is becoming in my life is a method of functioning the way I need to, to get through my days. That makes me so happy to hear. The audience can't see me smiling, but I hope they can hear me smiling because this is exactly why I love to teach my beloved wise women, because I want it to be less of an idea. Yoga practice confined to a practice where it's just, I come to yoga for one hour a week and that's it. And when I turn around and leave the classroom, I forget all about it until next Wednesday. It's so gratifying and humbling to hear how you are enabled to make your days better by using yoga in little bursts here and there, folding it into your lifestyle. Just lovely. Thank you. What's kept you coming back to yoga? Uh, well, I, it beca- it's really become um, something that I need. I mean, really, it's it's a need. I need that that hour to um, you know to regroup, to uh, refocus, uh, to remind me of those tools that I'm learning along the way. I certainly can't repeat that whole um, the whole session that we have, you know. And sometimes I 
I try to remember. As a matter of fact, now that we're doing it at home, I was thinking, oh, I need to maybe write myself some little notes, keep a little notepad. So I remember this exercise or that exercise um, because it feels good. You know, when I stretch a certain way, it's like, oh, I hadn't thought about putting my foot up and just extending and flexing my foot. That felt great. It's like you drink a you here, here's a, an analogy. I, I have a, a sip of water as I need it, right? But when I come to yoga, I drink a whole glass. So I come back to really fill up and then I drink a little bit throughout the week, see? <laughs> yeah, so it's become very important. It really has. And I, you know, when we had the uh when we had to stop our classes because of the pandemic, I had just, uh, you know, been going on a regular basis. It was the highlight of my week, really. I mean, at first, I just missed it. And so I just would do a little bit here and there. But as this pandemic has gone on, I mean, I had like a, a few weeks of feeling like, oh, my gosh, this is going to go on for a long time. This is scary. Um, I had a few depressed depression days where I didn't get myself out of bed, where I just wanted to just lay there and not move. And um, and then here comes this message that says you're offering this class on Zoom. And I thought, yes, that's it. This is what I need. And so I'm I'm delighted that we get to do that. Um, and hope, although I hope this pandemic doesn't last a real long time, you know, at least this is getting us through, you know, this is, um, this is the link. This is the outstretched hand. Do you consider yourself technologically proficient? Have you used Zoom before? Um, I just was introduced to Zoom during this pandemic because I've had, um, I've had a niece that graduated from uh, from college, and so we had a, a Zoom graduation, and uh, I had someone that um, that had a birthday party, and so this was my first experience with it. Even though I I feel very comfortable technologically, I've worked uh, as an office administrator for many years, and so electronic medical records and billing and things like that. So, yeah, I think I am um, pretty savvy, but I also think that Zoom is something that doesn't require a whole lot of technological background. So what would you say to someone who's hesitant or afraid? I would say that it's worth stepping out and learning something new. I think that one of the things that this one of the wonderful things that's happened to me during retirement is that I've discovered how many things I don't know. You know, you call us wise women and we are, certainly we have life experience and we know a lot, but there's so much I don't know. And so I, I have found great delight in stepping into learning new things. It doesn't have to be something huge. I think that learning to use uh, a computer, 
learning to use the functions of um, that are available now on our smartphones. I mean, you know, that's basically a computer. Those are simple, really can be simple things that can make your life easier in the long run. So starting by using something like this just for the benefit of taking a class, I think is definitely worth the risk. And I think it's something that really, uh, I think people are, they misunderstand and think that it's uh, something that requires uh, super intelligence. And it, it really isn't. It really isn't that difficult. I think people are afraid, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this. Uh, I'm not smart enough. People are going to see how inept or out of touch I am. Because my I just went through this with my husband because he has a class that he goes to at the VA. He was going regularly and he really loved it. And then pandemic hit and it ended. So uh, the person that he that was leading the group uh, contacted me and said, do you think that your husband might be interested in doing this through the VA? And I said, well, I can help him. Now he's actually taking two classes via Zoom and he loves it. He loves it. So I think, you know, at first he was like, oh, I can't do the computer and I can't. And the thing is, right now, while everyone is socially isolated, especially if you're in a high risk population, a senior population, where it's really important and critical for you to shelter at home, enabling yourself to step into discomfort and learn a new technological piece is so important for staving off that sense of isolation. Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. It's become a necessity, I think, to uh, to have some technological um, um, capabilities. I think it's become a necessity, like you said, just uh, to keep in touch. Uh, you feel much safer, you know, because you have that you have that connection. And I think that being connected through this group, if it's only for this purpose of feeling comfortable, I think that it should be uh, comfortable for someone to reach out and call someone else in the group that can help you walk through it. You know, we all need help. And there are so many ways that we can reach out for help. Technology is not in my natural wheelhouse. It's not. My daughters are much more proficient. So I know that sometimes I can ask them for help. Sometimes I can figure it out on my own just by clicking different things to see what works. Using trial and error. There's nothing wrong with making mistakes. As a matter of fact, you learn more from making mistakes. And then there are times where YouTube, Google, those are great resources. And you'll be amazed at the number of tutorial videos or helpful articles that come up to help you learn more about a particular subject. So it really is one of those things that I really love to teach in the yoga class. Loving to learn. 
That's part of what the physical practice that we partake in when we're doing a yoga practice teaches. It's not all intuitive. It's not all easy. It's about being patient, showing yourself some compassion, some self-love, taking your time to learn a new skill. Even if you're stumbling, it's okay to try. I agree. I absolutely agree. What's been your experience in Zoom yoga classes so far? It's been different to, to be by myself following the, the, uh, the different exercises, the different positions. It's been different from being in the group. There's, of course, um, being in the same room with 20, 30 people is, you know, there's a camaraderie that goes there. So, of course, we're missing that. But I think overall, it's been a very pleasant experience, very comfortable to be in my own home, moving and, and you know, not having to travel to have the convenience of doing it right here. And the other thing I think is that when I go to the senior center, I usually, uh, well, I drive there and then I drive home or stop somewhere or do other things. And so I kind of have, by doing it at home, I have the immediate uh, benefit of the yoga class. I don't know if you understand that or not, but I, I can get up after my yoga practice and do a bunch of things because I feel energized. I always feel energized. But sometimes, you know, when I go to the senior center, by the time I get home, I want to take a nap. Mm. Well, I don't feel like that when I'm doing it at home because I don't have that break in between. I get the immediate benefit. You know, you've touched upon a really nice nuanced point to what I found to be a lovely byproduct of taking Zoom yoga classes at home. The fact that you're at home enables you to use your own space and encourages you to think, I can do yoga here. It's not yoga confined to one setting. This is how we form habits. By associating a place, time of day, and other factors to inform that habit. Now you're forming a new subtle habit because you do spend a lot of time at home. So by taking these classes in your own family room or in your own living room, you're going to associate that space, that table, that chair in that room or that particular time of day with, hmm, maybe I can do this stretch here. Maybe I can do this lunge here. Maybe I can do a relaxation pose on my couch. The sky's the limit. And even though during the class, you always encourage that we, you know, like there was a time that you gave us a little sheet and um, instructions for doing some of the lunges and stretches uh, using our kitchen counters. But it's not quite the same as, you know, you're in the kitchen already. (laughs) When when you're, you're showing us a certain move, like you said, I'm already in the living room. So if I'm going to be sitting here watching TV, I already know that I can do this 
little stretch and extension right here because I did it in my Zoom class yesterday, you know. So I, I agree with you. Instead of trying to remember what did I do back at the senior center on my chair and because we're older, because our short, short-term memory goes who we are and where we are in life right now, that becomes uh, a real benefit, like you said, to do it here. And then you also have more props. You know how everyone brings everything, your yoga blocks, your straps and all that. But because you're at home right now, what I've noticed is, and it was a happy accident, was when it's time to do a particular pose or to relax, you have access now and you can just walk over to your couch and grab an extra pillow to make a pose more comfortable. Or you can grab your throw off of your couch and use that to pad maybe a sensitive area under a wrist or under an ankle or behind a hip or something like that. You don't have to worry about, oh, I forgot to bring that or I don't have that right now with me. You can just turn around and grab it. And that's very, very useful. Yes. So overall, I'm a big fan. (laughs) And I would encourage others you know, who are hesitating. Uh, What I found, and and I was discussing this with my husband last night, uh, because he wanted to make a purchase of something. And then he said, you know, we haven't been, we haven't gone out to eat, we haven't gone to the movies, we haven't, you know, our, our usual budget that we had for entertainment is sitting there, you know, we can use that for this. You know, normally we might not spend this money on this, but because you're, you know, you've got that, um, I think that you, you can look at your budget and see that it's well worth it. It's absolutely well worth it. And it is about, this is certainly it's better than uh, as much as I miss the movies, because I love our, our date night that we do <laughs> normally, as much as I miss that, I felt much better saying, oh, look, here's the money that we would have spent at the movies and dinner on Fridays, all these Fridays, and I'm going to use it towards my Zoom class. And he, of course, he was very agreeable to that. But he also knows the benefit of my taking the Zoom class snapped me out of that depression. There's benefits for him as well. I'm in a much better mood. (laughs) I'm happier. I appreciate you. Thank you so very much for sharing your many, many jewels and valuable insights with us. I'm going to ask you my final question in a slightly different manner than I usually do. Okay. Normally I ask, what is your definition of what it means to be healthy. I'd like you to answer that in two parts, pre and post pandemic, please. Pre pandemic, pre pandemic, I, I would say that uh, being healthy for me was uh, just being active, being able to um, just move around and, and go out and drive and, it was more about my physical health. I really had not thought 
much about an effect of retirement on my mental health because I was ready to retire. I'm pretty sharp. I think I can, uh, you know, I'm, I, I read, I'm, I'm interested in a lot of things. I, I have friends post pandemic. Definitely my mental health came to the forefront. Definitely. And it's all tied together. Of course, my level of activity, my, my interaction with, uh, with people, I felt fearful. I felt hopeless. I felt all of those things um, that I had not felt before. Those were not familiar feelings for me. So, of course, my mental health. So, I would say pre pandemic, my focus was physical. Post pandemic, it's mental. My experience with yoga is that it helps both of those areas. It brings them into um, into a complete healthy state. I want to continue functioning physically, you know, as long as I can with all the aches and pains and accepting the limitations that we have as we get older, you know. I'm not going to run a marathon. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to do all those things that uh, I've never done before, because that's not who I am physically. But mentally, I want to keep that part of me as long as possible. That's been one thing that came to the forefront post-pandemic. I, I didn't realize that, that I had, that I could fall into that. You know, I just didn't think that was going to, I had no interest in anything all of a sudden. And I thought, this is just not me. So you offering these classes, really, for me personally, it was a lifeline, really. Thank you for saying that. I so appreciate you. Uh-huh. I appreciate you. I really do. <laughs> and I'm just one of your students. I'm sure there are other people that feel this, but I really... I am so glad that you're in my life, uh, finally, because you were (laughs) supposed to be in there way back, but I miss that. I miss that bus. (laughs) It's never too late. I'm so glad we connected. I'm very glad we are connected. Thank you so much. I appreciate what you do. You're touching lives. You're touching lives. You are much appreciated for that. What you do is more than teach a yoga class. You do way more than that. And uh, I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Namaste, Irma. Namaste. Are you fatigued sitting at your desk? Are your shoulders feeling tight? This Mindful Minute is for you. Sit tall in your chair, in the front half or front third of your seat, with your spine tall and your shoulders stacked over your hips, the crown of your head touching the ceiling, your feet flat on the floor with your knees stacked over your ankles. Relax the muscles in your face and shoulders. As you breathe in, 
think about expanding your rib cage and your chest. As you exhale, think about drawing your navel in towards your spine. And now inhale, open your arms out to the sides at shoulder height. Grab onto the back of your chair with your hands wherever it seems comfortable. Press your chest forward and draw your gaze slightly upward. Don't throw your head back too far. Feel the stretch from your hands through your arms and shoulders and all the way to your chest. On your exhale, gently release the back of your chair and interlace your fingers at shoulder height, pressing your palms away from you, tucking your chin, feeling the stretch from between your shoulder blades all the way through the heels of your hands and into your fingertips. Repeat several times as needed, joining movement with breath. If you want to know more about my teaching, check out the free content on my YouTube channel. The link can be found on the website at yogimd.net. Thanks for being here. See you next time. It's about yourself. It's about self-love. And I, um, you know, I'm not accustomed to that. I'm learning that through this practice. So that's been extremely helpful for me too. To learn more, contact me at yogimd.net.